This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yes. Brilliant to finally be able to get a special feature recorded with the Northwest Corner, who have done so much good for the club in terms of both atmosphere and contributing to off-field initiatives, which we'll delve into later, such as Heart of our Club 1908. However, before we get into the main reason for recording this feature, which is to give fans a greater insight into yourselves as a group, perhaps we could just spend a few minutes having a look back on the season so far. And firstly, I guess, how do you assess our start overall? I'm happy. Uh, well, genuinely happy about the start overall. Obviously, the away form hasn't been great, but um, I think the performances have been there. It's just the results. We haven't got the look of the green. Um, hopefully, it's changed now from Tuesday night because I thought we were unbelievable on Tuesday night. Really do. Um, try, like as I said, Tramia. Uh, I don't think we deserve to get beat there. As as uh, Adam said, uh, Barrow. I don't think we deserve to get beat there either. Um, but. Some some go for you, some don't. Like we've been getting a look at the green at home, but obviously not away. So hopefully things change now. We've had a decent start. If uh, if somebody had said to us, "This is where you're sitting," um, what we 10, 11 games into the season, wherever it may be, um, you'd have snapped the hand off. I think we've had a, a fantastic start. Um, our home performances, especially, um, clearly the support behind us does have a massive fact, and it uh, does help with the. Uh, it does help with us being in that corner, I guess, and, and players are buzzing off it. Obviously, Dave's buzzing off it as well. And yeah, it's going really well. Really pleased with it so far. Yeah, I agree with both, what they both just said there as well. Like, as just been said, if you said the start of the season where we are now, you snap the hands of it, absolutely. People have like, we were able to go get relegated at the start of the season. And now we're just like, if we win on Saturday, we can go in the top three easily. So, 
just want to just kind of keep on going and then hopefully our way form now picks up after that result on Tuesday night. And we just keep going at home as well. Following on from this, what do you think has been the key to the home form? I know you've just touched about it, but surely atmosphere has got to be one of them. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah, d- definitely. I think uh, it's like the Carlisle game because when they equalised, I think we were, we, we looked lost, didn't we? I think we did. Look, I think we did look lost, and then uh, obviously we got behind them. We had like a second wind as such in the second half, and obviously we got the winner through Hollahan. And uh, I think it was the Northampton game as well. I think the the atmosphere. I think it just got us over the line. It's just going to win us a lot of points this season. That atmosphere. Yeah, look, I agree. Um, I think uh, the good thing for us is that it's not just isolated to the corner where the atmosphere is coming from. Um, one of the most pleasing things from my perspective is that the whole ground is uh, is not so much joined in, but it might just be a song and people are clapping in the, the Cyril Knowles. Like, when has that ever been seen before? Um, some of the atmosphere is probably the best that's ever been seen in the Vic. Granted, we're, uh, we're all young lads and we've probably not been there many moons ago when when we were flying in League One and whatnot. But um, you look at us now and I think the uh, the atmosphere is unrivaled. Absolutely is. I think a lot of teams for you come to our place now as well. Uh, it used to be like, I don't know, say, last time we were in the Football League, you used to be able to come there like, easily and just beat us, like play 90 minutes, not like get put up for a fight with like, the other like, our team and stuff. And then the background, like our fans, it's like you're getting right behind him as well. So sometimes it can be quite intimidating, I think, for the other teams, especially like smaller clubs. So like I don't know how it could be like intimidating or for them. It's never going to bring many fans. So yeah, exactly. No, you've definitely been right with that. I think we've mentioned that in past podcasts. Poles have an advantage before we've even kicked a ball, in my opinion. You know, with the northwest corner, the noise that they make, the, the drums going, the fans are behind everyone, and it's not a place that people will want to play. But I think it's a place that home players want to play now, and that, that perhaps hasn't been the case in the past. You know, it's been perhaps quite negative and things. And up until Tuesday night, we would have probably preferred to avoid the subject of away form. The attendances have been absolutely incredible and that was finally rewarded with over 700 Pulse fans seeing an inspired performance as Pulse ran out 3-1 winners with Mark Cullen grabbing two of those goals. Perhaps you could just talk us through Tuesday night in terms of atmosphere and what we saw on the pitch. Uh, I think... Very good Tuesday night, the atmosphere, for me. The, um, the banner that we've seen by Bradford Call themselves the real NWC didn't really plan out as well because I think after I think basically all of them left the ground as soon as that second one went in the, the net. So I think it was just I think it's got one of them, it's a bigger club, big stadium that we've never been to for quite a while. I think we expected more from them, Bradford maybe, fans wise, like atmosphere wise. So we just got behind the lads for the full 90 minutes and then luckily it all paid off for us. The other thing about it, they're in the Premier League 20 years ago. So, so it's a big, obviously, it's a big, big place to go for us, isn't it? So, like considering we're at Weldstone, Maidenhead, just going to going to Bradford and turning them over, didn't even look out of place at all. Yeah, I agree. I think um, from a performance point of view, um, probably the best I've seen us play this year. Um, thought Chalner got it absolutely bang on with his uh, with his formation. We 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 had a bit of a change, which probably they didn't expect, and I think they. Uh, they changed it after about five, ten minutes to try and match us. Um, but I just thought everybody on the pitch put in a great shift. Normally you can look back at the end of the game and say, oh, he had a great game or he had a poor game. When actually 
everyone had a great game. I couldn't call out somebody who was poor. I just think we've. Uh, I'm hoping that we we broke that that little bit of a waveform that we weren't too good at, um, and now we can go and turn that into getting three points um, in our next away game, uh, and hopefully another three tomorrow. But just before we do get into the main feature, perhaps you could talk us through what are your hopes and realistic ambitions for the season panning out? I'll be happy with top half, definitely. Yeah, 100% top half. Just yeah. some staying up, I think, for me as well. I think that's the main one, staying up. And yeah, then con- considering again. the goal, goal scoring problems, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think from, uh, like we said when we first came on, um, I'd have snapped your hand off it to offer us this position this far in. Um, we've had a fantastic start. I don't want to get carried away and say, oh yeah, I want playoffs or I want automatic. It's quite easy to do that in this position now. Um, but we also need to keep our feet on the ground from the position that we've came from to where we're at now. Yeah, I'd be happy to stay up. If we get top half, if we get playoffs, amazing. But yeah, I'd be happy to uh, continue football life next season in League Two. And if we finish in the top half, even better. Yeah, I think that's something that's really got to be taken into consideration how, you know, we are playing football league and that's got to be remembered when we do lose a game that we're not playing in the National League anymore. We're playing better teams. We're playing, you know, teams that we should be playing. And now on to the main part of the episode, getting to know you boys a bit better. Perhaps we can cast right back to the start and the conception of the Northwest Corner. I guess to start with, what made you come up with this idea back in 2018? I've heard rumours that it all came about at Barnet away. Is that true? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so uh, we all we all get on the seven or five from uh, from from Hartlepool when we play in London away, um, and yeah, Barnet was a uh, was a very drunken day, and I remember being in Barnet High Street. And we're all walking to the next pub. We passed the music shop, and um, I was like, "Why don't we just go and get a drum? Why don't we just go and get a drum?" After about ten pints, um, anyway. Cut long story short, we ended up with a drum at Barnet. Um, and there was a christening on, actually, believe it or not. I think it was a christening on, it was something on um, under the stand. And we all went in at half time with a drum and it, the place just erupted. But there were so many people who were um, almost, because we, we spoke about the drum for a while. A lot of people were a, a little bit skeptical of it, didn't want it really to happen. We didn't have a drummer at this point, we didn't have Ollie on board, or he wasn't up for it, he didn't know his, his hidden drum skills that he has um, and uh, yeah it just absolutely ballooned from there and I think since then we uh, we all used to stand together and then it just it sort of it's exploded I think Yeah definitely, I think that was the first day the megaphone went as well didn't it <laughs> took the megaphone to bar Thought was thought was a good idea. Um, ordering one off Amazon. Uh, it didn't didn't get home. Did it get home? It did get home, didn't it? No, yeah. Good that it was good there. Like like musical instruments. <laughs> so far on from that, did you set out with any objectives? The main one being improving the atmosphere, I assume. Yeah, basically that was all of what I think because you should go you should go home matches and I don't know. Well, sometimes for me, you could get like bored. Sometimes if you're watching matches, because there was just there was no atmosphere, there was nothing happening, and like you just normally sometimes you pick, say people going back to the pub like half time, and then 
just nothing happened at all. And that's when sometimes in, when we were in the National League, we were getting beat later on. So I think I think the first home match we did at home was against Mexham, and I think we beat we beat them 2-0. And it was only like a little bit then, and then I think just ever since that day, it's just more and more people have came in a car and like and like support like the boys and just like helped us out as well, like kept everyone going and it just it's proven now like we're getting results like on the pitch. So hopefully it just keeps going continue and getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, so looking back now, would you have expected it to gather momentum like it has and for yourselves to become such a pivotal part of the atmosphere, both home and away? No, I didn't expect yeah. it at all. Wasn't expecting no. to go this big at all. It's, it's almost out of control and I uh, I always make the joke to people who I speak to about it and say it's a full-time job, but actually is. Um, <laughs> and you, uh, <laughs> you can... Um, the, the, the things that we that go into the planning of it at all and organising stuff, be that merchandise, be that drums, be that banners, be that whatever that may be. Um, there is a lot of planning behind the scenes, which I think a lot of people don't really see. And the, um, they just sort of think that we just turn up on a Saturday and something just happens um, out the blue, I guess. But um, yeah, it's, uh, it's gathering momentum. But um, for us, I think how do we then move this to our next level? Because it's great being in the northwest corner. It's great having maybe four or 500 people in that block. But at some point, we're going to have to, we're outgrowing that. And um, our next steps, ultimately, that's down to, to pools where they want to put us, be that the rink end, be that, well, hopefully the rink end in uh, times to come. But yeah, the momentum we've got now is, uh, is frightening. And uh, like the lads have said, Teams don't want to come to Hartlepool because they know it's going to be almost a hostile environment. And I say that in uh, in abbreviated commas, I guess. But um, it is hostile because people don't want to come over to that corner because they know they're going to get a, a shed load of abuse and they're probably not going to uh, enjoy their time playing at right back. Galatasaray, so, so since you've formed, is there any specific moments in mind that stand out for you? Uh, yeah. It's got to be it's got to be the weekend in Bristol. Oh, that was one of the best ones uh, ever. I mean, not for me hands, my hands wasn't, but <laughs> overall that, that weekend, it's, it's going to live long. It's going to be one of the best weekends ever. Spartan pulls that for me. Yeah, look, I think uh, yeah, standouts clearly like like Ollie said, Bristol was uh, was unbelievable. Not only the um, the day that we got promoted, but the night before was outstanding as well. And it although it was absolutely lashing down, there was still what three, four hundred poolies in Millennium Square going absolutely crazy. Um and then obviously the uh the celebrations after were were amazing. And then I think for uh from my perspective, the displays that we've done this year, I think the um the one against Carlisle, the Northeast number one, um was uh, was fantastic and uh, the atmosphere went with that as well. And then we've sort of We've almost grown again when we did Long Live the King. We got a big Chalner flag made, and the, the yeah, it's uh, it's absolutely crazy. But it's 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 worthwhile and it's worth the time and effort that we put into it. Favorite one of mine was probably Exeter because it was perfect timing, really, wasn't it? Our uh, our display, and then the next, obviously, the Friday night he got announced as uh, his new deal, and then the Saturday we uh, we did that. 
Yeah, I mean, as you've touched on there, a couple of those, um, you know, banners and and flag, a lot of flags are used now. Um, have there been any other than the two that you mentioned that have stood out or are those just, you know, the main highlights for you? I think the way I look at it now is um, every home game is like an away game because the, the atmosphere naturally before away from home was always better than home. Um, whereas now it feels like at home, the atmosphere is like an away game. So be that having 15 pints beforehand or whatnot, and, uh, and going absolutely crazy. That, that's literally what it's like. So um, every, every game is, uh, is pretty rememberable from our point of view. Um, the, obviously, the key things that stand out is when, we do, when we'll do a display or, or whatever may, that may be. But we didn't do a display against Northampton. The atmosphere was absolutely electric. So um, everything stands out. I can't think of, of something where I've been disappointed by something as well, which is uh, which is also really good. See, for me, I thought like I thought like, going to pools, say three like four three four years ago, my first season in the uh, national league, I think it was like a chore because obviously you were going and you were just sitting down watching. I don't know Blair Adams trying to kick a ball left back. <laughs> um, but now obviously. You go like it's like honestly, it's like it's like a party, isn't it? It's like a party, so it's just just very very enjoyable now. Yeah, I just don't think it doesn't stop. Even when, like we said earlier, when we conceded earlier against Northampton, like sometimes back in the, like past, you just the atmosphere is just dead, nothing yeah. happening, and then that's it, basically, it's game over. But like we just you just keep going, everyone just keeps on going, just supporting them because I think like. A lot of people expect because we had such a good start. People expect to keep winning, but we're not going to win every match at home. We are going to lose at a point, but you should keep supporting them because we're in the football league. And, like that's where we belong and that's like where we want to be staying all the time. So it's just it's good to say that we just keep on supporting the boys for the full ninety minutes. Yeah. So keeping on the theme of banners, flags, displays, etc., is there anything? as fans, we can look forward to going forward into the future? Well, we've, um, we've bought another big waiver. Um, it's, not, it's not got anyone's face on, just another blue and white waiver, which, which goes along with the, uh, the others that we've got. Um, and we'll keep them going, them flags going. And um, clearly we've, uh, we've opened up the merch stall and, and things like that now. And Ben Relton's been fantastic supporting us with designs and, giving us a little bit of a new logo and all them stickers that we're slapping about everywhere, which are fantastic. But um, from future uh, future displays, we, uh, we've we got one planned for Remembrance Day. We're not going to release much more info on that. Um, so leave that one to us. And then it, it, clearly we now need to do one against Bradford and we'll make sure that one is the real NWC. Um, because <laughs> having them roll over like they did that time. Um so apart from that, we haven't got anything else specific lined up. But um, again, things change on a weekly basis. So um, all it takes is for, for something else to happen at the club or anything to happen. And we'll, um, we respond to that very quickly. And the, them banners, although they're a chore to make, they, uh, they don't take too long. But our cutting and pasting skills are, uh, are very important. Obviously, these things don't come cheaply. Is there any way fans can actually support the group financially? If so, how? Yeah, so 
Um, look, from a finances point of view, um, we've clearly got our PayPal set up, which which a lot of lot of fans and a lot of players have uh, have donated to, uh, which is which has helped us out massively. Um, to get things off the ground, we all chipped in. We we got things off the ground um, through that. But to support us going forward, I think the biggest thing for us is we've obviously bought a load of hoodies, we've bought a load of t-shirts um, and and stickers along with that, and we've got um, hats on the way um, and hopefully pin badges as well at a uh, at a later stage when one of the lads gets the finger out. Um, so yeah, look, if if people do want to support us financially and and help us out and continue to grow the atmosphere at the Vic, then get on board, help us out, help us out by buying by our merch, either donating to us, because I know a lot of people might not want to strut round in a northwest corner hoodie. But um yeah, if uh, if anybody could support us through uh, through either buying buying that or making donations, that would be uh, that would be amazing. I think uh, one of the things that stood out for us is um in Bristol we uh, we took two drums and uh, no drums came home. One of the uh, one of the drums is in uh, Bristol Dock, I think, uh, after the first night, and the second one was uh, completely obliterated. But um, we put something out on Twitter saying that we we needed a new drum for the uh, for the parade, and Jamie Sterry kindly uh, messages on uh, Instagram or uh, sorry Twitter, and said he would pay for the drum, which he did, which was fantastic of Jamie to uh, to help us out that way. But yeah. If, uh, if people could support us through uh, buying stickers and slapping them around the town and any other cities that they go to, that would be uh, that would be amazing. I think the biggest thing for us is just, like, we've obviously got a massive following now. We just want to keep that up now. Uh, so, like, obviously, we have shifted out our, like, our own money and stuff. Um, we've invested a lot of money in this, uh, like, like, the banners and stuff, because obviously the material isn't cheap at all. Uh, even Matty will say. Um, but, uh, but yeah, if people if people be kindly to just just like I, like people have been like more more than generous now, like enough like they've been, they've, uh, they've given us a lot of money. Uh, just obviously we want to make things better, but uh, we do need help as well. So it's not cheap. It's not cheap at all. Just the one thing for me is just keep supporting us, keep supporting what we do, and then we've shown what we can do with the two bands that we've did so far this season. And hopefully we've got many more to do this for the rest of the season now. So just yeah, just just keep supporting us and keep like buy our merch if you want to buy a merch for kids or something like that, even if yourself. Just that's the one just the main one, just support us throughout. Yeah, I think from a look from a hoodie's point of view, the uh the small is pretty small. And we've had uh, we've had quite a few people messages now and uh ask if we're doing kid sizes and yeah, we're not doing kid sizes, but the small's pretty small. Um, I think I'm a double XL in one of the hoodies. So um, the uh, the sizes are there, and I think one of the lads give it to his sister, who's maybe ten or eleven. She had a small and it fit her perfectly. So um, th- we've got the merch there available for everybody to buy um, if they if they want to do that. And I know I touched on Ben Ben Relton earlier with helping us with our designs, but we uh, we give Ben one of our hoodies, and uh, he was wearing it to a business meeting, which he sent me a photo of the other week, which was uh, which is pleasing to see. So the the can't just be wear at pools; that can be worn at uh, any point. Obviously, I know we've touched on a little bit about future banners and displays. Was there anything else? Any other future plans in in the pipe at work at the moment for the Northwest Corner? Um similar to what we said earlier on really it's um 
we, we just need to be reactive to something happening. We've not got anything set up in regards to at this game, we're going to do this. Um, we've been in contact with the club quite a bit and we've had meetings with both Steve and the new Chief Operating Officer and Rose and they've been absolutely fantastic with us. They've they've uh, they've understood us, they've, they've listened to us. Um, we've probably got a connection with the club, which a lot of uh, fan groups don't have. So... We've uh, we spoke with uh, with Ipswich quite a bit, um, St Mirren, Bradford before uh, their uh, shambolic display on uh, on Tuesday, um, and it seems like we've got a much better connection with uh, with our hierarchy at the club than what any other club does. Um, look long term, we know that we're going to grow outgrow that corner if we continue at the rate that we're at. Um, and for us to go somewhere else in the ground, be that the rink end, ideally, um, we could do something a little bit bigger and we could make something that was uh, absolutely special. But again, we, we've just got to try things. Um, we've just got to keep pushing it forward um, and see what happens. Yeah, I mean, I touched on it at the start of the episode slightly about off-the-field stuff away from the atmosphere. Uh, I know you have close links to Heart of Our Club 1908. Perhaps you could just give us some more insight into that and talk to us about the whole movement, how that got started. Yeah, look, it's, um, it's a fantastic movement, what they've got going on. Um, we, uh, we're, we're very closely linked with them and um, one, of, uh, one of the lads that is part of the Northwest Corner, one of the founding members, if you want to say that, is uh, is on the board there as well and, and he supports with that. But um, the thing for us with Heart of Our Club is that the money that they get, they put straight back into the club. So out of their own funds that they've got, for example, that 1908 lounge, which they've completely renovated, um, all of that money goes straight back into the club, which is, uh, which is absolutely fantastic because um, it's quite easy to go somewhere else before the game for a pint um, be that down Church Street be that the park be that wherever um, the money that goes over that bar goes straight back into the club and some of the money that are taken behind there is uh, is fantastic um, which clearly has an effect on the club because it ultimately goes into their bottom line and how they can both strengthen the team and have better developments of the ground Um the things that part of the club have done most recently, I must call out the golf day, which they organised, which was absolutely amazing. So at Seaton Golf Club, we had a fantastic day and uh, raised a load of money from that. But done all sorts. So behind the uh, behind the rink end that was overgrown and utter garbage behind there, they've they've had all that cut down so the club can put on sponsor boards behind. And then the old uh, port cabins that were in the car park, which were. Um, clearly used many years ago um, through the foundation and um, pools in the community or wherever that may be. Um, they've had them all removed and they've used local businesses as well to uh, to support in the removal of that. So, yeah, Heart of the Club's fantastic what they're doing. Um, and I would really encourage anybody who was uh, unfamiliar with it is check out the website, check out the Twitter um, and get a better understanding of what they're doing. And Definitely come and join us, 1908 Lounge on a on a Saturday because the uh, the atmosphere in there is fantastic. Dave's been in a few times and give us um, his assessment of the game, um, which is fantastic. And they've always got a uh, a good guest on, be that an old player, be that someone who's a legend of the club. Um, but yeah, really really good. I'm really pleased with what they're doing. 
want to add on to the 19 away to like the bar as well. It's been a breath of fresh air on match days, it really has. Um, like obviously, as Matty said, like we used to go down to the Church Street and stuff, and it's just like it's just not. It's been honestly, it's been an absolute breath of fresh air going in there. It's been like brilliant to get everyone together. Obviously, see a few pills players coming in and out. Uh, see a few former pills players come in and do like like speeches and stuff. It's been brilliant. It's part of the match day experience now. So we've asked some fans to send in some questions, and we've got a few here to ask you. Just to start with one, Robbie Sellers has asked about the current situation with our forwards at the club. As we alluded to earlier, Mark Cullen scored two on Tuesday night away at Bradford. However, the question is, what would we do with the forwards? Who would you have partnering Moles up top with? Look, I think for me, Mark Cullen, um, he proved his worth on Tuesday night, didn't he? He, uh, he bagged two and he rightly ran over to the away fans on both goals and gave it behind the shirt. Look at me, Cullen nine. And he gave it big licks and he deserved to give it big licks because he's not had a chance yet. And if he's been injured, if he's not been firing all cylinders, then Dave's done right sort of protecting him. But hopefully now he, uh, he, has, a, he has a bit of a kick on uh, from there, from my point of view. Yeah, it'll be, uh, it'll be Cullen, uh, Cullen Parton and uh, Molyneux for me as well. I just want to give a shout at Molyneux as well because he's not an out-and-out striker and he's, I think he's been brilliant this season. I really do. Yeah, he kind of passed. Well, Collins, he got his chance to the chosen. He's fat. He took us two goals. What we've been crying out for all season, like the score within the first minutes. It just it must have just settled everyone's nerves a little bit more there. But then, as I just said, there like Monio's been outstanding this season. So, like not a striker. He's just just something. like something like a brand new player that we've like. He just came into the club. So hopefully, they will just keep firing and. Score more goals together, and then keeps going. Yeah, I mean, as you yeah. said about Moles, there, he's you know he's a player who has been played in lots of different positions. At the start of the season, he didn't have a, a nailed down position in the team, and he said he was willing to work to just find wherever he could get in. And I think he has cemented that role, as you two boys have just said. He, he's you know he's runs at his man, he takes the money, gets the ball in. And I think he adds a lot to the team. Robbie also asked, what was the inspiration to create such an atmosphere? And although it might sound a stupid question, how do you make it so electric? Just by Ollie's magic hands. <laughs> yeah. And six no, points. I, I think... Uh, the, the, big, for 90 minutes. <laughs> the big thing for us is um, we're all there for the same thing, which is... Uh, for pools to get either three points or be successful on the pitch. And um, for us, we want to see a team which are hard working and they wear the heart on the sleeve, which uh, Dave's got his team doing that. And in previous managers, they've not done that for a long time. Um, and the North East is a place where we've got hard working people and they'll pay the money over the, uh, over the turnstile and ticket sales. And they want to see players give it the all. Um, which which has a which has an effect ultimately on us, and when we see that, that gives us a little bit of a spur on. So if we're getting beat two 0 at home, but everybody's putting a shift in, then you go home and you say, right, fair enough, we've uh, we've grafted there. But if we uh, if we go home and um, we've not put a shift in, then it's totally understandable for us to uh, vent our frustration. So whatever the the team are doing on the pitch ultimately has a uh, has an effect on on what we do on the uh, in the terraces and in the stands. Another good question. Sorry, sorry. 
Go on, it's all for you. Go on. <laughs> Another good question in from Monkey Man. The tweet stated, what a great job you boys are doing, and it's great to see the whole ground getting involved. But the question is actually about the northwest corner area and whether you are aware of any plans to carry out repairs to the end of the stand with a large number of people currently congregating in this area. Yeah, look, we uh, I appreciate what you're saying around um, what we've done for the ground and, and whatnot. It's amazing to, uh, to hear that other fans are uh, really enjoying it as well. Clearly, we're not structural engineers. We, uh, we, we don't know a lot about the uh, foundations of the ground and whatnot. We... We were in um, talks with the club at the start of the season around uh, making it a little bit more safer. Um, so that's why we've got now the big the big banner, which the, which the club kindly put together for us, rather than just having stewards stood there. It's a little bit more meaningful for us. Um, but yeah, the uh, I don't know is the is the is the ultimate answer. Uh, hopefully, longer term, we might see some. Um, a new stand maybe built or or whatnot, but we will uh, we'll just wait and see. Another thing on that banner as well, um, they, like the club obviously got it for us, but they came to us and said, "What do you want on it? What do you like? It's it's your banner. What do you want on it?" So, like the club, we are behind us completely, one hundred and ten percent, and I'm uh, I'm looking forward to working with them in the future as well, like regarding the corner and what what we're going to do with it. Thank you. The only thing for me, I think, is just some as we ask people to just respect that, respect the corner, respect like what we're doing. Because well, I mean, we we don't want the corner to, I don't know, get like shut down, like anything like anything anything like that. But just that's the main thing for me. Just respect the corner, respect what we do, respect what the club do, what they've asked, and just keep going and see what what can ever happen in the future. Brilliant. And on to the last couple of questions. Firstly, Ben Robinson has asked, realistically, do you see pulls under Dave Channon in 2026? Look, I think um, I would love to see pulls under Dave Challoner in 2026. If Dave keeps going the way he's going, do I think Dave Challoner will be managing pulls in 2026? No. But do I want him to be? Absolutely. Um, but again, football's one of those games that all it takes is four or five losses on the spin and people want somebody's head. So uh, we've seen it in the past. It can quite easily happen. Um, but I'm, what I'm most pleased about is Dave signed a new contract. Dave's there for another three years and we'll take that as it comes. If he's there in 2026, then happy days. Pools might even be in the uh, in the championship by then, but we shall see. Um, I'll say no, he won't be. No, he'll be in the Premier League. I love that it'll be with us till 2026, but it's it's going to be hard to see, isn't it? Yeah. And finally, the last question, an interesting one from Neil Douglas. Who is the songwriter? Well, um, good question. There, uh, there isn't necessarily a songwriter. Um, there's a lot of people who've popped up with uh, with with songs in our inboxes and whatnot, um, like the new. Uh, here we go, here we go, here we go, song. Didn't come from any of us at all. Came from uh, somebody completely independent um, and, and started belting it out before Tramia. Um, most recently at the uh, Northampton game, I think it was, somebody was handing out slips of paper um, for a song, which we'd, uh, we'd never heard. So 
Uh, if that person is listening, we do apologise for not singing that, but try and give us a little bit more notice next time. Um, but yeah, look, the answer to your question is um, we all chip in if we're going to create a new song or we're going to create a new tune or whatever that may be. Yeah, we just we just talk utter, utter trash in our inbox, just trying to make lyrics up all the time. So we're working on it 24-7, trust me. I think most of the songs we come up with sometimes could be on the journey home from like nowhere match. Yeah. And you just start together and just trying to figure something out, you read, and it just gets going. Brilliant. Well, that's been great insight and it wraps up this feature with the Northwest Corner, one that we're absolutely buzzing to have got done. And I know that lads, um, they're also excited to get this one out. We also hope that you enjoyed this episode. Give the Northwest Corner a follow on Twitter if you don't already, at HUFC underscore NWC. And whilst you're at it, check out our page at HUFC chat on Twitter, Hartlepool United News on Facebook. Here's to more success both on and off the pitch. Keep the faith, never say die and as ever, back the boys. Days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans.